0: You're listening to the Women's health Cast, a podcast about issues and innovations in women's health from the University of Wisconsin-Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I'm Jackie Askins. This year, National Midwifery Week is September 29th through October 5th. What better opportunity to learn more about the difference midwives can make in healthcare? I sat down with Hannah Kopp, a certified nurse midwife who practices at UW Health, to talk about the range of care midwives can provide and how to decide if a midwifery practice is right for you. In honor of National Midwifery Week, I am very pleased to be joined by Hannah Kopp, a certified nurse midwife in the UW Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Thank you for sitting down with me today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for asking me. I...
0: I'm realizing that I don't know much about um, midwives and what care looks like, and I think that might be uh, a knowledge gap for a lot of our listeners, so I'm really excited to learn more about the care you provide and what it looks like. What is
1: a midwife? So it's usually a woman who specializes in health care for women from menarche to menopause um, and is different from an OBGYN because we don't do surgery, So we do gynecological exams, we do problem visits for anything gynecological, um, and a lot of people don't know that they associate midwifery with just pregnancy and birth and maybe postpartum, but midwives do well women care, um, we manage birth control, we manage normal kind of female um, problems, and we do some primary care too. So is that true
0: of the midwife's practice that we have here at UW Health? Yes. Um, How does someone become a midwife? What kind of background or training is required?
1: So that's a great question because there's not one type of midwife. So here um, at UW, um, the UW midwifery service is, we are all nurse midwives. So we all went through a nursing program and then have a master's in midwifery. And actually, one of us has a... um, has a doctorate as well. Um, So you can become a midwife, so advanced practice nurse by going to nursing school and then three more years for a master's in midwifery. Um, You also can become a licensed midwife by going to um, a different school. So not necessarily under a nursing school or a medical school, but um, a different education. Um, And then there's an apprentice midwife. So that Woman um, hasn't had any quote unquote kind of formal training, but isn't just like it sounds like is apprenticed by another midwife. And those are usually within very insular communities. I'm interested in learning a little bit more about your practice and mm-hmm. sort of the practice of midwives at UW Health. When do patients come to see you? Well, in pregnancy, patients come to see us in early pregnancy. Um, otherwise, Um, women come to see us for their annual exam when they have a yeast infection or when they have they don't know what (laughs) um and women come to see us postpartum um really women come to see us when they need birth control right we prescribe birth control pills we put in iud's we put in nexplanade which is the rod that goes under the skin and the arm um we do all kind of minor procedures we um we just aren't surgeons. Yeah. So we do everything within the women's health realm except for surgery. And it sounds like that includes then a broad
0: age range of patients, yeah. very, very young women yeah. who've maybe only recently started menstruating or have mm-hmm. younger life birth control concerns yep. all the way through menopause. You That's said? Right.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. So women sometimes come to us um, who have bad periods and um, it's like young women I'm thinking who maybe aren't sexually active but are struggling with really bad periods or heavy periods, um, and then yeah, women who are perimenopausal and who are um, kind of struggling with the symptoms that that come with perimenopause. When people are visiting you for their
0: pregnancy care, you said so they come in very very early in pregnancy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just just like they would for any provider, same um, sometimes very early and sometimes a little bit later, kind of depending on their their comfort level with pregnancy. What do your prenatal care appointments look like? What kinds of, things do you talk about or address yeah I think that's what sets apart midwifery care Um, we have a little bit longer I'm grateful for the UW for giving us a little bit longer with every woman that we see because we of course check their belly and check the baby's heartbeat um, and check of course all their vitals and labs but it's more holistic care I think um, although it's been a very long time since I've been in, um, of a prenatal visit with an OB, but I can, so I can only speak to my own practice and, um, some other midwives. We, we talk about how a woman's doing, um, whether it's her first baby or not in terms of, um, how is being a mother for her? How is the, um, thought of becoming a mother what's her relationship with her mother what are her greatest fears about pregnancy how is her relationship doing um how's her diet is she exercising um and then as the middle and end of pregnancy, I definitely talk a lot about postpartum and and what what care support and does she have and um, whatever thoughts about birth control and back to work and breastfeeding and pumping and um, a lot because pregnancy and birth um, is pretty short in the big scheme of having a baby. So I want to talk more about. Uh postpartum care
0: for sure, because I know that's so important. Um, I'm also really curious what the birth
1: experience looks like. I do a lot of labor support. um, And so it's very important that um, a woman move, especially in early labor, um, because the more we move, our pelvis moves. And so the baby can negotiate the pelvis better. And so I do a lot of I would say do a lot of cheerleading, and I do a lot of coaching in terms of getting her to change positions. Um, so I, it's physical and emotional coaching. I would I would say um, there are several times women really um, hit kind of roadblocks in labor, and that is the most important t- time that I am very present and helping her through that because if you can get through kind of what seems like this this big bump in the road then on the other side it's a little bit easier
0: are there you mentioned there are times when the ob's are kind of on hand or um you work closely when a a birth isn't going kind of as you expected maybe um what kinds of things do they step in and help with
1: well, if a woman needs um, a C-section or if a woman needs an assisted vaginal birth, and that's like a vacuum or forceps, using vacuum or forceps, um, and we have a really good relationship with all of them, they know all of us, we know all of them, and they know that um, if we don't think the baby's coming out vaginally for the most part, um, if we consult them, they know that they need to be there um, because we are watching this labor and we're um, with the woman and. We are trained to help women have birth vaginally, and um, that's our specialty. So what does the postpartum care that you offer look like? Mm-hmm. Um, postpartum in the hospital, we see women every day, sometimes several times a day until they leave the hospital. And then we give them the option of seeing us um, two and four and six weeks postpartum or more, depending on their needs Also, after that, um, they can definitely see us. For example, sometimes women see us um, after six weeks if they're having um, concerns about breastfeeding or mastitis or postpartum depression. Um, If they just need a little bit more care emotionally, postpartum, they sometimes come see us more often. That being said, some women have a lot of babies, other children at home, and they can barely get to their six-week appointment, and we don't see them again for another year for their annual exams. So it really runs the gamut on how much um, follow-up postpartum there is, and it's, like I would say, midwifery in general, it's very women-centered and individual care, depending on what they need
0: I know for some people, choosing birth control after pregnancy can be kind of a big priority. Uh, What kind of contraceptive care can you offer
1: in that immediate postpartum period? Um, Sometimes women ask, like, can I get my depo shot or can I get an IUD in the hospital? And the answer is yes. And if that is, again, what they need, then We help them get it. I do also do some education around hormone changes and maybe waiting until at least four weeks postpartum or six weeks postpartum. But again, she knows her need. And so after some discussion and some education, ultimately is her decision if she wants birth control two days after she gives birth, great. We help her get it. Most women wait four to six weeks. Um, to get on birth control. And if they're breastfeeding, we are limited in our choices because we want to use a progesterone-only method or a barrier method. We don't want to use estrogen because it has the potential of lowering milk supply. So we talk about progesterone-only pills or IUDs or Nexplanade or Depo-Provera or condoms. And that's all based on her what works in her life.
0: Are there any... Um, Conditions that might preclude somebody from
1: accessing midwifery care. So yes, if a woman has a pre-existing medical condition like um, diabetes um, or heart condition, mostly if a woman is on um, medication that needs to be managed and makes her pregnancy a little bit more high risk, then we she can't see us for her pregnancy, she can see us still for um, annual exams um, and birth control, but um, also if women are carrying more than one baby in their uterus, that is considered a higher risk pregnancy as well. If someone is
0: considering their different options, their variety of options for um, general women's health care and through uh, pregnancy and birth care, what are some things they should consider to see if
1: midwifery care is a good choice for them. We offer high quality women-centered health care during if you're pregnant or not. I think talking to other women is a good idea always in choosing many things in life and really noticing all your options and and making the choice that way. We have women um, sometimes that start care maybe with another practice and then mid-pregnancy switch to our um, our service. And I think it happens vice versa. And I think women should feel really comfortable doing that to find care that they feel comfortable with because it's a very vulnerable time pregnancy. and. Being a woman is sometimes a vulnerable time and getting GYN care is definitely a vulnerable time. And so being with a healthcare provider who makes you feel comfortable is the most important part. And unless you um, have one of those pre-existing conditions or have multiple babies in your uterus, midwifery care is a great option. And I think every woman deserves a midwife. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.
0: On the next episode of the Women's Health Cast, we'll hear from Dr. Kristen Sharp, who leads a special clinic to support people experiencing or recovering from pregnancy loss. We talk about how often miscarriages or pregnancy losses happen, what physical and emotional recovery looks like, and Dr. Sharp shares her advice for how to support loved ones who are experiencing a loss. The Women's Health Cast is a production of the UW-Madison Department of OBGYN. This episode was produced and engineered by Rob Garza. You can find the Women's Health Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WISCOBGYN. Let us know how we're doing. Rate and review us in your podcast app and let us know what women's health topic you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening.